From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Yeah, very good morning, Mike. Boy, oh boy, this spending, what, I mean, Adrian's got to be looking at this and going, what do I have to do? I reckon. We, we just keep looking for evidence that these rising interest rates are putting pressure on household budgets, but um, I, don't, I just don't think we're seeing it yet. So what, what we're talking about, Mike, is yesterday's statistics, New Zealand released electronic card spending data for October, and at a headline level, these numbers still look you know, they look pretty good, and I think solid is the description that's being used in many places. They are solid. Uh, total electronic card spending rose 1% in October compared to September uh, when you adjust it for seasonal effects. Um, we break the card spending down into retail spending, non-retail spending. Retail card spending was up the same number, uh, up 1% for the month. Uh, what looked like a very healthy 16.6% gain compared to last year is a little bit misleading because that's against a COVID-affected period uh, last year. Now, a couple of sectors do stand out. One is understandable, one is a little surprising. Hospitality spending going well. Uh, tourist numbers are lifting, that's helping. Um, but surprising rebound in spending on durables. This was up 2.8%. This is things, uh, furniture, hardware and appliances. So not quite sure what's going on there. Um, what is not broken down here is the effect of higher prices. But, you know, you've got inflation running at over 7%. You've got to assume that price rises will have a material effect on the lift in spending. There was a school holiday boost in there as well. Uh, look, I would have thought that this data will be at some stage a good barometer of how hard household budgets feel the impact of rising mortgage rates. Um, but at the moment, high levels of employment, rising incomes, they appear to be uh, important yeah. factors that are holding spending up. Exactly. US market, how are they handling it? Yeah, you're going to talk all morning. I would have thought about the uh, about the impact of the of the midterms. Uh, share markets were sort of buoyed by that perception that we were going to have a, a pretty solid old gridlock for the next little while. Um, but nothing controversial happening on the markets right now. You're right, we didn't get that widely expected red wave. That hasn't happened, but it looks like the house will shift right. Um, so it's going to be hard to sort of get much through the complete US legislative process. Georgia's going to hold up, as you said, because we're not going to see. I think it's December the 6th is yes. when they have to do the runoff there. Um, so share markets have given up gains at the moment. I think there's probably more focus on the US CPI. That's going to be released tonight, and I think that's probably likely to be more of a market mover. And what's going on with Bitcoin? Again. Oh, my God. Well, it's cryptocurrencies, Mike. Cryptocurrencies, these are insane, these things. Uh, cryptocurrency is the big story for the last 24 hours. I'm not a crypto expert. We don't really get involved in cryptocurrencies, but huge dramas over there in the last 24 hours. So you've got this big cryptocurrency exchange called FTX exchanges where you sort of store and trade cryptos. FTX also issue a token called FTT. Uh, there's been a run on the uh, on the exchange, on the FTX. So people basically trying to pull their money out, and all of a sudden they've had this crazy liquidity crunch, and it was incredibly severe. A major competitor, Binance, they stepped in to bail them out. The numbers are absolutely huge here, Mike. And so here, I'll give you a little bit of a flavor of this. You had the owner of FTX. It's a fairly young guy called Sam Bankman-Fried, I think is how you say it. Now, on Monday... This guy was being hailed as a, he was a massive political donor. He was one of the youngest billionaires in the world. Apparently he was worth 16 billion US dollars. Well, that was Monday, Mike, and today is Thursday, and the 16 billion dollars, well, it's gone. It's all been toasted. He's lost 95%. If I did the quick numbers, apparently 
on the basis of those numbers, he's still got a billion dollars left. Um, but it just highlights the sort of fragility and instability of these crypto markets. But what this has done is it's pushed the price of Bitcoin down. And so Bitcoin sort of melted. And we're seeing, I think I last it checked, it was in the middle of the sort of 17,000. So, but it just does highlight how, uh, how crazy volatile these things can be. What are the numbers? Right now, the uh, Dow Jones is down 298 points, which is about 0.9 of a percent, 32,862. The S&P 500 is down just uh, under 0.8 of a percent, 3,797. Uh, the Nasdaq being hit a little harder, 1.28 percent fall at the moment, 10,480. Uh, overnight, the FTSE 100 lost 0.14 of a percent, closing at 7,296. Uh, the Nikkei lost 0.56 of a percent. 27,716 is a close there. Shanghai Composite down a sort of similar percentage, 0.53%, 3048. Uh, the ASX 200 gained 0.58% yesterday, closing just under 7,000. Uh, and the NZX 50 relatively unchanged. We lost eight points yesterday, 11,143 was the close. Uh, Kiwi dollars come off a little bit, Mike. It's pulled back from that 60 cent level, 0.5899 against the US, 0.9147 Aussie. 0.5875 euro, 0.5176 pounds, uh, Japanese yen 86.21, gold $1,713.14, and Brent crude's come off a bit actually, it was sort of in the high 90s, it's now back at $93.30. We'll take it, well done. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.